Welcome to Verging on Greatness, a podcast about films that verge on greatness, but mostly just wallow in mediocrity, with your hosts, Mike Porkfeld and Craig Saventi. Yes. Yes. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Welcome to Verging on Greatness. This is a podcast where me, Mike, and my friend Craig, hi Craig. Hello. We talk about a movie, movies that are as the title says, verging on greatness. They're not quite great. They're nearly there. They, you walk in and then you enjoy it and then you walk out and you go, well, it was good. It was missing something. But there's something not quite there. And you, yeah. we, we talk about the movie, we pull it apart and we try and figure out what it was that stopped it from becoming great. Or sometimes we convince ourselves that in fact we are wrong. It, it was greatness ha- to start with. Yeah. It does happen. It was great all along and it was our opinion that was incorrect. That's right. That's right. That is something. Well, I don't know. I don't want to second guess myself, but uh, I'm not. (laughs) Well, someone has to, Mike. I'm not gambling on that happening today, but we'll see. You never know. I want to. I want to keep things open. I don't want to close close the discussion off at this point. But today uh, we're talking about uh, Ghostbusters: The Remake from 2016. This is our first remake, isn't it? Because we've done a. We did the original Ghostbusters. We did the original Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've done a remake. No. We've done sequels, I think. I think we've done a sequel. Maybe we haven't done a sequel. We should do a sequel. I don't know if we have. We'll have to check that out. Um, So this is the. So I've I've been affectionately calling this Lady Ghostbusters. So this is the twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. I think the official title is Ghostbusters. Answer the call. Is the official title for this right? But I could I could I could say that, and no one would know what I was talking about. But when you say Lady Ghostbusters, everyone knows what you're talking about. That's 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 a thing. That's a thing. I'm not sure it's the right thing to be calling it, but whatever. But yeah, I, I, I did wonder that. And, and we've got to put a caveat up the front. I mean, we'll do our usual caveat. Spoiler alert. We are absolutely going to spoil the shit out of this movie. So if you haven't yeah. seen it. Um, if you haven't seen it. See it yeah, yeah. first. Because you were doing something more important in 2016, like following the US elections. Yeah, yeah. I understand if you uh, haven't seen this. Yeah, that didn't turn out to be that big a deal. Um the so caveat <laughs> caveat number two caveat caveat one b of this of this two part caveat is um, uh, Craig and I are men um, and we're going to we be, identify as men we, yeah. we, we identify as men and we're going to be talking about talking about a movie that brings up a lot of uh, gender politics we're going to do our best to um, uh, stand up for the sisters uh, we, our, did, we did we did we did tee up a uh, a a bona fide woman. To woman, guest we did on this yep. podcast but, but um it, it fell through it didn't pan out at yeah. the last minute so it's just gonna be it's just gonna be craig and i um, i did i did talk in depth about the film with our our guest who we might have in a, at a later date um and i have some of her opinions um in my back pocket uh about this film so. genuine genuine lady opinions genuine female opinions yes. filtered filtered through a male filtered lens through, yeah through a uh, a straight white male uh, <laughs> The universe, the universe has not got enough opinions from straight white men. So, 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 th- so, so that aside, so it's, it's Ghostbusters. It's twenty sixteen. It's twenty sixteen. Why remake Ghostbusters in twenty sixteen? Because you want money, apparently. <laughs> Craig, <laughs> look, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, I was fairly cynical. I'm fairly cynical about this movie, and I really wanted it to be a success when it came out. I, I think I even tweeted it, Paul Feig, uh, Paul Feig um when when it came out saying you know 
voicing support and I got a like on a tweet. It's probably the only time a famous person has liked one of my tweets. So I have a personal stake that's your, in this. It's your 15 minutes. So that's and so we've done, anyone who's listened to our original Ghostbusters podcast will know uh, Craig is, Craig is a, a real big Ghostbusters fan. He's a big, big, Bill, big Bill Murray fan, friend of the podcast. Bill Murray Friend of the podcast Bill Murray uh, we've done yeah. a lot of we've done a lot of Bill Murray movies but Craig Craig in particular is an aficionado of, yes. of Ghostbusters I've I've seen it a few times but uh, nothing like the the degree of expertise that that Craig has in the original <laughs> yes uh, so much so that um, after recording the um, Ghostbusters podcast that we did um, I traveled to New York and then uh, went to many of the filming locations of the original Ghostbusters so that's 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 how that's how much of a fan i am i went to the i went to dana's apartment building uh with the church right next door um definitely went to the firehouse um made our trek all the way out to the firehouse yeah i was pretty keen so i went to the filming locations statue of liberty united Uh, nations we didn't go to the statue of liberty we did did look at it but you did see the the firehouse from ghostbusters we did see the firehouse from ghostbusters you got that you stowed that, I got that shit away. Yeah, stowed bucket, that. We even went. To, we went and saw the Friends building, um, which <laughs> oh, is geez. which is not far from where um, the Ghost the Ghostbusters firehouse is. But yeah, what I would say, like we didn't talk about it at the time because I didn't didn't understand the geography of New York. Um, and this is not about the podcast we're recording now or the film we're talking about now. Uh, but um, I was immensely surprised as to how accurate the geography of the film matched new york so there's a mm. the scene where um this is going back to ghostbusters in 94 uh where where um the the hell dog uh the demon dog runs out of the dana's apartment building and um and crosses into central park and uh there's a, a cat a, a restaurant um that um lewis tully is up against the glass banging on the glass as the demon dog is is stalking him from behind that is literally that that restaurant is literally across the street from Dana's apartment building. So I didn't realize that in reality, those locations would marry up so so nicely. I just assumed it's a, a restaurant in the park, you know, yeah. it could be anywhere. Nope, that that really was a thing, it was right over there. It's, yeah. you come out the building and it's across the street. So the geography of that city worked out. I, I, I hadn't appreciated that um, before going to New York and seeing the locations for myself, so mm. yeah. Um, so, so interesting, interesting decision to remake Ghostbusters 30, Very interesting. 30 odd years later. Um, yeah. with, with, you know, some degree, some degree of, of profit in mind, certainly, but they've, they've also, they've, they've chosen to give it a, give it a, a twist to, to a fresh switch, voice. switch, yeah. the, switch the genders of the Ghostbusters. Yep. To go with an all female cast. Sure. Give them an all all female cast. So you've got, uh, Kirsten Vig. You've got Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon, and Leslie Jones as the yep. four, the four lady Ghostbusters. And so, two of those women are fresh off um, *Bridesmaids*, which was a huge um, financial success. Melissa McCarthy even got a, I think she got an Oscar nomination for *Bridesmaids*. Yeah, um, God. And Kirsten, yeah, yeah, she did. But she was great in that. Like, um, if if your only experience with uh, Melissa McCarthy prior to that was her in Gilmore Girls, and then to see Melissa McCarthy in uh, *Bridesmaids*, a uh, wildly different film, uh, wildly different acting. She was hilarious. Um, uh, yeah, and *Bridesmaids* was was uh, basically a dude comedy, but done with done with the women. So. Mm. 
um, and unapologetically so. All those jokes you would normally have with a bunch of guys getting drunk on a bachelor party, uh, they did it and arguably did it better. In fact, there was a, a copycat film called Bachelors, um, which was effectively Bridesmaids, but with Bachelors and didn't, mm. didn't do well at all. But um, yeah, yeah, so you've got Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig fresh off Bridesmaids. Yeah, and so and and so Paul Feig, the director, he's, he's obviously he, this is this is the what he's chosen to make his career about. It's movies about funny women. Women, yeah, effectively, yeah. Because I think all the films he's done to date, yeah. Because um, he 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 directed a bunch of he's done like two or three Melissa McCarthy vehicles. He did The Heat, and he did Spy, which are both Melissa McCarthy vehicles. Right. Um, and then Bridesmaids, obviously. He's from, I think he's famous for Freaks and Geeks. And he directed oh, a whole really? bunch of episodes. Yeah, he directed a whole bunch of episodes of uh, Parks and Rec or The Office. I can't remember which way around it is. Uh, okay. um, he directed one of those um, sort of shows. Um, There's, so yeah. um, the guy who plays Gabe in The Office is in this. That's right. He's yeah, there's the, two, he's, there's he's, two he Office at the cameos. mansion at the start, yeah. That's right. Yeah, and then there's um, uh, Kevin from the office. He's one of the guests in the hotel. He um, at the very end, there's like five of you. The um, and then they, the the girls look, and then there's Kevin stood there, and there's and there's PJs and night robe, um, and he runs outside. So yeah, that right. that, that that tracks. So the how much time do you want to spend on the 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 kind of the the gender reversal and and that gender you know funny women kind of area in general because a, a lot's a lot's been said about that and i don't know if that's really say, for us to get i'd into. say no no time at all really because i don't think i don't think you if you're going to remake ghostbusters that it necessarily has to be four dudes from saturday night live um on screen again i, I think you should be able to put funny characters and wherever they lie and the gender of them shouldn't really matter Certainly when, when the film came out, and when it was announced in 2015, um, and I saw that they were going for an all-female cast, I was like, cool, that's something we haven't seen. Show me that. Yeah. Let's, have, let's have a ball. Um, cool. So, well, yeah, I don't I'm think we need to talk about that at all. I'm happy to, I'm happy to jump over that as well um, and talk about the, 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 act, the characters they've created here. So they've, got, they've, they've followed the, the, the template of um, you know, a four-person a four team, yeah. Um, but they've they they haven't gone for for carbon copies of the no. original Ghostbusters. Uh, demographically, they've made them quite similar in that yes. they've 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 got an African American, they've got one who's overweight. Um, yeah. Uh, Although, got... by arguably, by the time Ghostbusters two rolls around, um, they're all overweight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've 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 got one in glasses. Um, They've got a tall, skinny one. There's a tall, skinny yeah. one. So they've yeah. they've kind of followed they've followed something something kind of similar in the in the demographic casting and in the way the way they separate them. But they they don't the characters don't share the same qualities to to a significant degree. Or although well, um, so Patty, so Craig and I were talking about before the podcast. <laughs> should, should we just get Patty out of the way? So. Um, it's interesting that they went with, they, they were like, okay, we're going to do lady ghostbusters. Um, and the dudes are going to hate it, but whatever. 
Um, we're going to find a whole new audience uh, and we'll, we'll update it. Because one of the criticisms we had about the first film was that um, Winston Zedmore turns up um, about halfway through the film. Uh, he's the everyman who needs everything explained to him because he's not a PhD in, in parapsychology or advanced particle th physics. And uh, he turns up and he's, he's the plumber. He's the, the, the handyman that turns up and gets a job. He's in it for the paycheck. Um, and our criticism was that they, they have this character turn up and he, he's just kind of there and he was a tack on to the film. He's not in the original poster uh, and he's the uneducated one. In this film, Patty, she's, she's in it from the start, which is great. Um, but they have three highly educated women and Patty, who <laughs> works for the Transit Authority. And she's not a, a scientist. I just kind of felt like he had an opportunity there to kind of flip that for a modern crowd and go, yeah, now Patty has a degree in, in something fancy. And you could have made any of those other women the MTA uh, um, employee with no uh, formalized education to speak of. I just felt like that's an opportunity missed right off the bat. Um, yeah. Although they, she's not played as dumb, um, not at all. She is played as quite smart because every time they turn up in a new place, she has a wealth of knowledge about the building and the history and what went on here that none of them know about. She is literally, literally street smart. Yeah. She knows all about the streets. But Literally. it is, yeah, it's it's smart as opposed to educated, and the fact that in, yeah. in New York they 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 felt the need to make the character who was going to be street smart the Af also the African American African American character. So I they feel like that's an could opportunity. Just as best. easily have could just as easily have switched that around, and no one would have minded. <laughs> <laughs> They literally could have replaced that 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 um, that attribute with Google Maps and and just be done. like, here's all the cool shit that happened in this building. But no, yeah. um, Leslie Jones is fantastic and kills. Yeah. Kill, she's probably and, and she's, I really I, I was really pleased to see her in earlier, based on that based on that criticism that that Zedmore comes in like, and she plays a real role as well. She yeah, what, she has a character. What she what she yeah. adds to the group really matters she she gets them through some significant some significant I, obstacles i think it's really important to note because i mean it's impossible to talk about this film without without talking about the criticism and the the absolute controversy that plagued it when it came out she was one of the people that was singled out for criticism um and fucking internet trolls were so bad that she ended up getting off the internet altogether or social media altogether at the time like she was singled out for hate um probably because she responded and then everyone just piled on but um i don't know it, it she's one of the better things about the film she's probably my favorite character of the four women she mm. is the most believable that's for sure she's the most relatable character um we can get into that a little bit later on as well but yeah it's leslie jones is not the reason this film has issues she's she's great i i think it's impossible Is, to was this but was this before or after the the ethnic minority was getting online vitriol in star wars oh what's what's her at name? the same time rose is the character rose is the character i forget the actor's name i think lisa I, I, lisa marie tran lisa marie tran that's right leslie marie tran oh, no i'm thinking of the character now oh I feel bad. I should know this. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. So, same, uh, same, same thing, right? Sing, singled out, like a lot of people were unhappy about that movie and felt the need to channel that dissatisfaction directly through her and her character. I think they kind of did it with all of them, though. Like, um, what's his name who who plays uh, the the stormtrooper? Um, John Boyega. He, John Boyega. Thank you. Um, he also uh, received a lot of hate unnecessarily. Um, and I, I don't know what, I don't know why people were so upset about that. He's he's great. He's, he's John Boyega is one of the best it. things about those films. The, yeah, the, the the three the three leads are absolutely the best thing about those films. They absolutely they they crush it. It's the impossible casting job, and they it was crushed Kelly it. Marie Tran. Kelly Marie sorry, Tran. Ke- thank you. Sorry, Kelly Marie Tran fans out there. We called her Lisa Marie. Probably yeah. Lisa Marie Presley is where we're going with that. Yes, <laughs> probably. That sounds um, I, that tracks. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that's, I like, didn't. I didn't know that. I was I was off on another in another dimension in 2016. But that's um, that's oh yeah, that makes me sad. Yeah, yeah, they they dogpiled on that hard, and um, yeah, she ended up quitting Twitter and um, ah, just everything else. This this film became so much more than just a film about um, you know people busting ghosts with backpacks. Yeah, it became a real stake in the ground for. Well, I think Sony as well. I, I don't think you can say that that people in their entirety were bad. I think Sony stoked that a little bit as well because they recognised that some that any publicity was good publicity. Right. Um, and then they doubled down on like what they were doing and they were making a statement. And this was this was one for the women. And we're we're getting we're fixing inequality with this film. And if you don't like this film, then then you're clearly sexist. Um, uh, yeah, I think everyone has got a part to play in, in what went on, with with, with Ghostbusters answer the call, um, but I don't think any of the hate was ever deserved in any way. If if you hate this movie, because they remade something you liked when you were a kid, well, I've got news for you. Hollywood's been remaking movies since Hollywood began. Hmm. Um, do you want to know how many times they've remade Ben Hur? People, I think we're up to remake number four. Uh, now, so fucking calm down. <laughs> but, People suck. Um, so what about so what about these other Ghostbusters? Um, so it's got Aaron, Kirsten, Kirsten Virg, Abby, uh, Melissa McCarthy, and Holtzman. Yes, I wrote all these down so I could remember them. Kate McKinnon. <laughs> um, what do you what do you make of them? Um, Kate McKinnon's great. I like I like what Kate McKinnon was um, was doing. She was she's fun. She's certainly the most fun outside of Leslie Jones. Um, but I, I didn't, I, I wasn't really a fan of Kirsten Wig in this film, nor was I a fan of Melissa McCarthy. And I think we were talking about this before. I think this, this film suffers from too many Han Solos. So in the first film, uh, you had Venkman who was the, I don't know, he was the, what you could describe as the protect the, the real protagonist of the film hmm. and then you had you had a bunch of straight literally straight men who were who were he was bouncing up off against and in this film everyone's bouncing 150 percent 100 percent of the time and melissa mccarthy and uh kristen wick are the, are the two people in this film that i would probably recast if i had an opportunity hmm. um and that might fix some of the problems with the film. But um, yeah, I, I didn't enjoy Kristen Wiig. I feel like her character arc, 
the lead was really buried on on who she was and and why she was there. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, um, I mean, she's I guess she's the heart of the of the operation. Yeah. Um, but at no point did I really feel that I was I really buying into her story either. It, it, it's tough. I, it's hard to to watch this film without trying to compare it to the original and go, oh, this is the this is the Dan Aykroyd analog or this is the Harold Ramis analog. It, um, yeah, it is. It is hard because they've they've deliberately avoided avoided that. Um, so thinking like thinking about them on their on their own merits, I, I really I think you're right that um, Vinkman was naturally the 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 main one. If you had to pick a main one of those three, a main it was, character, it was Vinkman by virtue of getting more screen time because of the his, the Sigourney Weaver character and him being the main face talking to her. Yeah. Um, and this they don't have a Sigourney Weaver character. And I think you miss that, A, because you don't have someone, um, you, you, don't have, you don't have that indicator of who is, who is the main one of, these, of the Ghostbusters. You don't mm. get a sense of which one you're following. You also miss Sigourney Weaver's character because you don't have that sane person in a crazy world. Everyone yeah. is crazy. Everyone is zany. And you, yeah, you, everyone you miss, all the time. You miss that anchor. You miss that... Oh, this is this is the person who who is is, is giving us a, a sane person's view on everything that's going on. You you don't yeah. have this character here. Yeah, there's no, there's literally not a straight character in the film. Every yeah. person you meet who has any kind of screen time is an absolute crazy person, with the exception possibly of Charles Dance, who clearly had car payments due or something. <laughs> Jeez. What <laughs> but he, even even what is he doing in this movie? <laughs> I mean, I love Charles Dance, uh, and I love I love him in this film. But every character you meet is absolutely nuts at all times, and that's tough. I mean, even they, the mayor. They kind of the told, mayor is. They kind of. There's no way they told Charles Dance the name of this movie when he signed his contract. <laughs> they just gave him. Does he say these lines and say them with, this, with like some Charles Dance? You this, know, is, this is a movie called College Busters. <laughs> you play the dean. Oh yes. I would very, very much like that. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Am I a mean dean? <laughs> Am I to be? mean <laughs> <laughs> no no charles no, no charles you, be nice you play the friendly team <laughs> um uh, yeah so so you don't have a um you you don't have that 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 hook through venkman and 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 at this but at the same time it's it's weird so if you, if there is a venkman that it's Aaron. It's yeah, Kristen Kristen Vig's character, only by virtue of the fact that you start on her. Yeah, the, the and first... you follow her. There's a, a vague romance plot where where her boyfriend won't stand up for her um, when she's clearly being ushered off the property, mm. and she's trying to downplay it she's... in a Bankman esque fashion. She's she's also she's the one who is, is the, has the closest to what you would say is a tragic flaw, in that she she cares a lot about what other people think of her think, and that's something yeah. that they carry through and they the abby is a foil for her in that sense and they have that um um the the motif of they talk about it's ghost girl isn't it they, yeah they say that yeah was, ghost girl that was yeah. what she was she was teased about and abby leaned into it and erin yeah. leaned away 
Um, yeah. And so Abby, so she she knows who she is. She's perfectly comfortable, perfectly happy with who she yep. is. So she is does Holt- not give a fuck what people think. So is so. Holtzman. So is Patty. Erin Erin does, and that's that's her that's her tragic flaw. So in in that sense, that's that's what makes her feel like the protagonist. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, although she does disappear um, uh, for the final climax, semi inexplicably. Um, and then turns up in the final climax where the other three are already there and doing stuff and she kind of comes in to save the day yes 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 let's let's come back to that because we should we should kind of plot out the beats a little bit but yes i think that's that's a a real standout thing um yeah the the time she's separated for and it's it's the absolute right part of the movie for her to be separated but there's no reason yeah. for it she just happens no reason for it happens to happens be in a room gone. when happens yeah. to be at home when shit goes down yeah they haven't had a fight they haven't had an yeah. argument about yeah that, that yeah about we you should guys, circle you guys are making put a pin in like it and circle person. back to it we'll, yeah we'll circle back um so that's yeah so that's uh, a little bit on the ghostbusters um uh we should talk a bit about rowan the antagonist so again something different from the original which original has no antagonist it's there are just ghosts. no human antagonists there are just just ghosts ghosts just well i guess there's yeah there is an antagonist in zool yeah well there's but it's kind of weird because there's a human antagonist and then there's a ghost antagonist um and then there's a missing third antagonist um so you had the guy who built the xandor or shandor um, and he built the building and they talk about him a lot. Uh, and then there's, yep. there's Walter, there's Walter Peck, the EPA, cause it's yep. the eighties and it's the Reagan era and the EPA are the bad people. How yep. times have changed. <laughs> uh, and, um, <laughs> bureaucrats, <laughs> bureaucrats. They're just the worst. Um, and then you have Zool, um, turns up in the, in the third act, um, as and Gozer turn up and they're the they're the antagonists so but this has a human antagonist that's mm. present from the get-go we yeah. meet we meet the human antagonist at the same time we meet patty but so yeah it's right in the first act just just for zool i mean zool is a protagonist in the same way that the towering inferno is an antagonist in the towering inferno it's just it's a yeah. for, it's a force of nature um, yeah, or the and, tidal wave is the antagonist and the Poseidon. Exa- exa- exactly. It's more. It's more of a. It's more of that disaster movie feel where there is the the enemy is the disaster, and then yep. there are these there are agencies who are in the way. There were there are blockers in the yep. way. In this movie, there isn't a, a bona bona fide bona fide. That's the second time I've used that phrase, and I never know. How to, I never yeah. know how to say it. Is it fine? Bona fide. I've always bona fide? said bona fide. Fide. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anyway, um, is it Latin? <laughs> so Rowan, um, and uh, I do, I'm, uh, <laughs> I can see why this may really lead to some controversy, but I kind of like it that they chose to make their antagonist a, a disaffected white guy. <laughs> <laughs> who, who looks like he lives in his mother's basement. And, and I'm, I'm just going to call it now probably does some hardcore online trolling yeah so. i that i think that that must have been the casting call we want to we want a Fuck guy yeah. who looks like an online troll yeah boom i'm almost willing to bet that they went back and recast that role after the tr- controversy came out and was like what do we think an internet troll looks like oh. this guy 
cast him. No, that's that's they must have, they must have known this was this must was the way known. this was the way that this was the biggest enemy for this movie was going to be internet trolls, and so they're like yeah. the baddie, middle aged white man. Baddie yeah, has done. got to look like an internet troll, and and he does <laughs> perfectly. He does it oh. does it very very admirably. That actor's name is Neil Casey. Um, second movie has a um, second Ghostbusters has an antagonist who is who also yes. looks a little like an internet troll, an old school internet troll. Yeah, yeah. That um, I forget that the the guy who plays um, Vigo uh, Vigo the the Carpathian. No, his so his oh the guy yes, who runs yes, yes, around yes. doing his dirty business. I forget that actor's name, but he was in uh, uh, Ali McBeal. Um, uh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. So yeah, yeah. so um, Rowan, and he, so he is in a sense he is doing. Uh, well, I guess he's not he's not acting for a particular deity in the same way that that guy is acting for Vigo. Yeah, interestingly enough, um, both the original Ghostbusters with the original castings were quite happy to lean into the religious side of things or the deity side of things the supernatural or, or you know the otherworldly where this the, even though it's a movie about ghosts and talking about the other side it would rather talk about interdimension yeah that's tr- that's true that's an interesting point there there is no there's no person other, personified yeah. ghost yeah there's no yeah they've taken re- I, I think that's got to be a sign of the times where they've taken religion out of it completely and 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 instead they're going to talk about other dimensional so are they even ghosts or yeah. are they just interdimensional beings i don't know it's kind of weird yeah and it's because interestingly it's la- enough it's Indiana ley lines Jones, it's ley lines yeah it's going back to some old school super it's not even really supernatural no. um it's just it's weird otherworldly stuff but not supernatural it's it's not it's I think this movie made in the eighties, they would lean heavily into that. Yeah. It's not anywhere. Um, it's not anything that, that could be considered even close to religious. No. Yeah. I think that's because they didn't want to anger religious types or get the religious, um, right up in arms about yeah. this film. Yeah. yeah I can interestingly. see that. Yeah. 2016 y'all. Um, uh, so last, last character we got to talk about, um, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Who? Who are we talking about? What are we talking about? Uh, Which character? The secretary. The secretary. Oh, Hemsworth. I thought you said Channelworth, and I was like, Channelworth isn't in this movie. Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. um, Amy, Amy, my wife, who watched this with me, she was our potential guest. Um, she, She pointed out that a film that is all about the ladies all about the women um she chris hemsworth is possibly one of the funniest things in the film and i think uh, up until this point chris hemsworth was was playing a pretty static thor in the marvel films i think this is the film that showed that he had comedy chops yeah um, because he he crushes he crushes this steals the show absolutely he really does. steals every scene he's in <laughs> sadly sadly <laughs> That business with I can the glasses. Al- I, can, I can almost see, almost imagine Paul Feig just taking him aside oh. one day and just going, <laughs> "Turn it down." Can, can, yeah, can you not? Can you, you, could you not steal every scene you, that you're in? Can you see what we're doing here? 
Like bigger than you, Chris. I like bigger. it. Bigger. You're good. <laughs> Can you not? <laughs> could you could you not could you not steal the show? Thanks. <laughs> yeah, he's it's, it's outstanding. And and to yeah. be to be fair, now I I I gotta put this in put this in here before we go any further. All of the all of the women are funny as hell. I, I think I think, I think all, all of the core cast are doing the absolute best they can with the material yes, available to them. Yes, they are yeah. all they are all solid comedians. They are all funny. Oh, hundred percent. I I mean I, I don't think I'm alone in saying I, I thought Bridesmaids was hilarious as fuck. Um, but yeah, talking again, um, Amy, she she called early on. She was like, I don't. She's not a fan of Bridesmaids. She doesn't like that body horror um, or that dude, that dude bro comedy style things where people are taking dumps in the middle of the street in a wedding dress. Um, she's not a fan of that. But even mm. she came off the saying, this movie would be better if Maya Rudolph was in it. This movie would be better if um, uh, Rashida, Rashida Jones was in it. And, um, and I, I have to kind of agree. Like you get rid of get rid of um melissa mccarthy and get rid of kirsten Wick. drop rashida jones and um uh maya rudolph into those roles either which way around and i think you take this from from being zany people all the time and you put some grounded people in there and make that and give give the other wackier characters something to bounce off um to give you that comedy to give you that juxtaposition suddenly you're looking at a different film um and i think I think that's I mean with the casting again all of the all of the principals in this are very funny people I just think I don't always think putting more funny people in a room is the success to comedy I think you need those straight people you need those normal people to give the to give that juxtaposition to give it that life to give it that bounce to make to so your sarcasm works I I think yeah. they need what you need and I talked about this with Outbreak Everybody needs to know their role. What am yeah, I here? Right. What am I here to do? Chris Hemsworth knows his role. Yeah, I'm the. He's there to be dumb and pretty, funny, dumb, beautiful secretary. Yeah, and I, I, I really love that idea too. That they've taken, uh, and I said it. I said it when it came out. I said it. Um, in fact, that's the tweet that I got liked um, by Paul Feig was I because they had released a picture of Chris Hemsworth dressed as the secretary with the glasses and I had tweeted um, I'm straight and that's pretty hot and um, and I and Paul Feig liked that comment so that's my claim to fame um, and I love that they did that I love that they cast Chris Hemsworth as this as the secretary and and he's um, he's just pretty and hot and dumb because that is such a that's almost how all receptionists are cast in film mm. always and it's just a pretty young yeah. thing in a tight skirt it's I love it's it archi- it's, archi- it's archetypal and and it, and having the having the man in the role obviously when you're making a gender reversal it, the rest of it writes itself yeah and it's brilliant and the women the the, the all, all the principal the women they are they are um, falling over themselves at his feet all the time um, and objectifying him at every moment at every chance they get which is fun too um, perhaps not completely appropriate at all times because I mean you've got a, a comedy about women doing their own thing and 
they're all salivating about Chris Hemsworth. Which yeah, is which is which is troubling. Which is but. which is where where you get into do you do you create gender equality by having women do what men do? Does that make? I'm not it, sure that you yeah, do. Does, does that make yeah. it funny? And in the, in the same way as you you talked about the the dude bro kind of having women do dude bro comedy. Do you make does that create gender equality or do you create gender equality by having women be funny women? Uh, but I don't that's know. The, I'm woefully, I am woefully unqualified to comment yeah, on that. That's the conversation we agreed to sidestep at the start. So, um, shall we, shall we swing right along and, uh, talk about, talk about what happens, what actually happens in this movie? Ghosts and then they bust them. It's they, pretty straight. Yeah. There are, there are ghosts. <laughs> there is the busting of ghosts. And then there's a climax, um, which involves um, a big ghost that looks like Dan Aykroyd. Um, <laughs> or, <laughs> was it just me, or did, did the, the the ultimate ghost look like Dan Aykroyd? I, I'm pre- I think it looked like Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, I suppose it's kind of cuddly. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd, people, he's cuddly. <laughs> Um, he is pretty cuddly, to be fair. <laughs> he's pretty cuddly. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I don't go to Chinatown. And I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's in this movie. Um, that's his. Craig just Craig just tossed out Dan Aykroyd's line. So, if, so all of the core cast are in this are in this movie, except for um, Rick Moranis and um, for the the late Harold Ramis. The, the late Harold Ramis. But if, if there's a it's not exactly blinking you'll miss it there's a lingering shot on a bust of harold ramus um early in the film um but yeah everybody else um bill murray Janine, bill murray um, actually gets a he gets a scene janine gets a scene yes he does um, he, he turns up as someone who's critical of them and, and as a skeptic and wants yeah. to see the coast and then promptly gets thrown out a window yeah so but he actually he actually he has an impact on the plot and in, and in fact what is, is his impact on the plot is one of the few times in the movie that that uh Kristen Viggs, her character, her character flaw actually makes a difference because that's, that's a moment where the tension is in fact tied to her character because his, his, his criticism makes her want to prove that she is right. Abby doesn't give a shit because that's her character. There's a dangerous ghost in there. What are you doing? What are you doing? None of the others give a shit, but Erin has this flaw. And so that flaw causes her leads her to open it up um and then the ghost escapes and and throws bill murray out a window that's a good scene that's a good scene because it actually it ties to her character i think that's the only one (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's Um, really like that no other other point where no other point where her who she is as a character makes any difference to what happens in the plot um which is what i uh, coincidentally, what I disliked about the original Ghostbusters is that also none of them even have a tragic flaw. They are they are all just who they are, and they're happy with who they are. And at the end of the movie, they're exactly the same as they were at the start. That's true. Yeah, um, and and all of their characters are rewarded for being who they are throughout the length of the film. So well until they get no point- until they get thrown in jail. Yeah, but even still, like they're proved right. So um, they are, yeah, they are proved. Know. They are proved right. Nobody, nobody changes or learns anything except for the baddies. Except in the sequel, where they get sued out of existence. Um, but um, but then they are proved right again. Hmm. I think I think films maybe maybe films like the original Ghostbusters 
have something to say or have some responsibility for the ways some of the biggest flaws in society today where you have these people that are who consider themselves right so much of the time um, and are so absolutely sure they are right because all of their film heroes have been outliers and um, and are proven right at the end of the film and then everyone rewards them for being right because there's no possibility that at any point in these films that they are wrong maybe cinema maybe not in the way that violence is respo- violence in cinema is responsible for violence in real life but maybe there's hmm. there's an argument to be made that that all of these people all these i, I don't want to say men's right activists but fine fuck it all those mras are the way they are because all these cinema um heroes of theirs are always right at the end of the film and they're proved right and so they cast themselves in that role i think that's probably fair it's created a story it's created an interpretation where no i'm i'm not wrong and you'll all see at the end yeah in In, the end i will be proved right in this in the same way as romantic comedies have created an interpretation that i am not being a creep I'm demonstrating my love and she will see it at the end. She will see that I'm actually a nice guy. She will come around. She she will come around. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. In the same way that Disney um, have, have made that whole princess vibe. um, Yeah. And take away her voice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He'll like you if you dance and you're pretty. That's all you need. Um, And you're a princess. Yeah. Ah, well, yeah, maybe cinema has a lot to answer for. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't be doing these podcasts about movies. <laughs> They're terrible. Hey, They're ruining society. No, knowledge <laughs> is power, people. We are, we're, we're, we're empowering people with, with uh, knowledge. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> we too will be proved right at the end of this film. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, look, maybe instead of going beat by beat, how about we do... Should we should we pick out a few pick out a few s- sequences? Uh, yeah, okay. That stand um, out. I we really need to talk about the the heavy metal show. Oh my god! The, the, um, the rock I think show. this was I think this was picked apart at the time it came out. Who has a rock concert in the middle of the day? <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> that's what rock concert is Ozzy Osbourne turning up to in the middle of the fucking day? It's 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 pretty bizarre. So it comes it comes towards the uh, it's. In the first half of the second act, it's coming up, coming in towards the midpoint. So that they are hitting the beats with that the original movie hit. Where, yes, they are. And this one's yep. it's similar to the the, the hotel, hotel, the hotel yep. scene where they they are armed and they're dangerous. They've learned what they need to learn, and now it's time to now it's time to prove bust, time to that bust the, a ghost. Bust, some, bust a ghost. Yeah, we've got to, we've got to, we've we've set the stakes. Now we've got to prove yeah. that they can walk the walk. So this is the yeah the first half of the second act is is it's typically about what the move what the movie does on does on the tin what it what it says it's about that happens in the first half of the second act and that's this that's true of this movie so they 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 bust some ghosts the, yeah. and, the, and that's what this scene is about at the rock show and I like that they so yeah they could have gone so they they start it the the sequence starts and they're kind of backstage kind of a kind of uh, you know in the bowels of this theater and it, mm-hmm. it's got a similar feel to the hotel and they're going to use a hotel later so they couldn't do a hotel again and i guess yeah so they've you know they've decided well let's 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 not do this in a hotel let's do this somewhere else let's do it at a rock concert let's have a lot of people inexplicably around where the, ho- yep. the hotel is abandoned 
um, and, yeah. and Ghostbusters. So they say, well, let's have a, let's have a lot of people around, around, and they, it starts off backstage and then eventually it erupts onto the stage. And I, I can see why. So the, the gag they've gone for is that this ghost is going to appear on the stage at the rock concert and everybody's going to be convinced it's an amazing effect. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a fancy hologram and I'll Tupac. And at some point there's going to be a tipping point where everybody realizes, oh, this shit's real. Yeah. But that tipping point never comes. The entire no, scene plays out in front of in front of this audience and and you can see an you can auditorium see full of people as the, yeah. as this as the scene goes on and, the, the, and they get some they get some you know they 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 ring that for a bit of comedy they do a stage dive um yeah but then they've, they've, where leslie jones has the great line i don't know if that was a black thing or a lady thing but i'm mad as hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> excellent but then they, they they obviously no one no one makes the decision here they realize it's a real fucking ghost here everybody leaves yeah. here they all just stay and no one knows how to end the scene <laughs> and yeah and then and then that it all leads up to that gag where um the the ghost is on leslie jones's shoulder and they because it's picked her up that, she f- yeah she falls she just goes yeah. to stage dive no one catches her classic gag um yeah. well, it would it would be dreadful if it wasn't for that great line um, this this film this film apes a bunch of classic yeah. gags and then it, the, it does and then the but then the ghost picks her up yeah and then it's, and then sits then on her shoulders sitting on her shoulders it's like it's I weird. Know, does the ghost have weight like does it have physical weight is it resting on her shoulders and does she feel it there because it has has a physical presence like that doesn't yeah. seem consistent it, there's a lot of inconsistencies in this world it stops it stops the scene dead um and because you mentioned uh because you mentioned ripping off gags i gotta mention they they rip off a gag from from a, a comedy movie that i absolutely love young frankenstein I, um, I don't think anyone's ever heard of it it's not a classic or anything yeah, it's, it's not an that, obscure it's, it's german it's, cinema it's, film it's not that, uh, yeah none of you would have none of you would have heard of it it's, none of you have ever heard of it's, it's, it's quite it's obscure but you should known. you should really look it up yeah it's a little known jewish director yeah he's, you know. he's yeah he's done some french <laughs> mel brooks he's done some french movies um <laughs> he's done some french films yeah <laughs> Um, and it's it's that it's that scene where um, Frankenstein and um, uh, I forget the I forget the lady's name. They're walking they're walking through the they're exploring his is his father or his grandfather. It's his father's lab, I think. Father's and they're lab, going through these heads, and there's a like these preserved heads, and one is one is like ten years dead, one is five years dead, and one is freshly dead. And the freshly dead is um, Marty Feldman. It's um, Igor, <laughs> and he, bring, and he, bring, he sing, sings this little song, and it's so so funny. Well, uh, well, we might loop in the audio or uh, find the clip and, and and share it in the comments uh, in the link below. And yeah. so they rip off, they rip that gag off, and when they when they're backstage and they're she's walking past a bunch of mannequin heads, and it's Holtzman um, <laughs> pulling a face with a purple Holtzman wig on, pulling a silly face, <laughs> silly face with a wig on. Um, and I liked it only because it reminded me of the young Frankenstein gag. So I think I was actually laughing. <laughs> I mean, it's a good gag to I ape. Was actually, if you're laughing a gag, at Marty Feldman, yeah. not at not yeah. at Holtzman, but. Yeah. Hey, if you got to do it, um, I'll t- I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not who's on first, what's on second, but I mean it's a pretty classic gag as gags go. Yeah. Um, so, 
Yeah, so the rock yeah, show. Okay. Oh my, oh so my gosh! And it stops. It stops. So that it stops the scene dead. And just in case it wasn't dead enough, they they throw in the the worst single moment of the movie, which is that cameo from Ozzy. I mean, it, it's two thousand and sixteen. Yeah, and um, uh, the it's Ozzy about Osbourne. Ten years um, late. Even if it was funny, and it's not funny at all. It's he about just, ten years late. He just rips a catchphrase, and oh, it's 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 really it's, so it's really weird. terrible. It's like, what were they thinking? Like, this, seriously? You may as well, I mean, if you wanted to be relevant and, and timely, I mean, surely in 2016 there are, there are stars out there. Um, you, could, you could put in anybody and, like, uh, oh. I don't know, fucking put a Kardashian in there if you have to. If you have to have a star to cameo to oh. say something to camera. Put in, put, in someone, just... put in someone unexpected. It's, it's lazy writing. Put in Lemmy or... You know, someone, yeah. Dave Grohl. <laughs> Dave Grohl. Some, yeah, like, why wasn't Dave unexpected. Grohl there? It was, it's Probably just, because they couldn't get anybody, and everyone yeah. was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. It and then Ozzy would just turn up for anything. It was the laziest and most obvious gag they could have gone for. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to I don't want to harp on about that, um, obviously. <laughs> so that, It's just, it's so, there's, there's a lot of really odd choices in this movie that, that don't stack up or don't like why did you choose to do that yeah. like so we got to we got to follow on because i want to i want to come back to that the, the point in the second act um the second half of the second act so following the similar beats um that, so they come to the attention of the of, of the officials um yeah. the officials shut them down it's it's kind of different reason now it's not it's not dangerous because of like danger EBA. of explosions it's danger of panic um, and so that, you know, that, that shut down. And like you say, there's a zany mare, um, and, <laughs> and they, they carry on, they go about their business. They, um, they find, they've tracked down Rowan to his, yes. find him in the basement of the hotel, um, where he kind of, he throws himself. They, it seems like maybe they've defeated him. Um, but it's, it's only 70 minutes through the movie. So you, you know, that there's more to come. He's got more planned. Um, and then it's about, about 75 minutes in. So pretty late in the second act, um, you have Aaron, she's reading his book. She's taken his, she's taken his diet. No, he's got a copy of their book. He's um, got a copy of their that's, book and that's he's, right. he's it's, drawn it's a, all a over th- A throwback to a, something that's a, a plot point at the start, which is this book that Aaron and Abby wrote when they were young um, yeah. and he's got a copy of it. And someone, I think it's Holtzman waves it and says, Hey, he's got this. Um, and so Aaron takes... And then they work out that he was working on the same science, imagine me doing air quotes here, that they are working on for their yeah. Ghostbuster. Yeah. So he's just coming at it from a different angle. But he's building on what, um, he's building on what they've done. So they're, they're in a way responsible. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so... so, so, they, so they literally wrote the book book on ghosts yeah. and the physics of ghosts. So Aaron, Aaron has is at, taken that. Aaron is at home and she is she's looking through her book um and she finds towards the end he has started to illustrate it and the illustrations become more and more graphic and disturbing and she realizes uh they 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 point out that he intends to be resurrected as a ghost himself at the same time this is actually this is naturally already happening he has he has resurrected and he has inhabited chris hemsworth um what's his name what's his character's name um gosh look look Uh, that up for me 
Um, I've looked that up. He has inhabited Chris Hemsworth's character, and by following him, he's followed Kevin. Kevin. He's followed him back to um, their headquarters, and he has jumped from him to Abby and possessed Abby. Um, there's a lot of real. There's a lot of good comedy. Um, no, I'm going. No, I'm going backwards. No, it's the other way around. Other so way around. It, he, he goes. He, he goes resurrects to the and inhabits Abby. And inhabits Abby. And then there's a there's a sequence where um, uh, Abby is. Holtzman is out the window and Patty is is doing her exorcist um, rendition uh, the power of Patty compels you and she's slapping the, literally slaps the ghost out of, of Abby funniest um, moment in the movie like, for me <laughs> yeah the power of Patty compels you right um, <laughs> but again like that's a weird choice like I mean I got that that was an exorcist gag um, did you know that was from the exorcist of course have you seen the exorcist shit yeah yeah man that's but yeah, like, like I wonder how many. I wonder how many, <laughs> keeps you up at night. <laughs> it's what gets me up in the morning, Mike. Is P- my daily viewing. Peace of the soup, man. Peace soup. Never <laughs> be the same soup. after seeing the Exorcist. <laughs> Forget about it. But but um, like that's a again. This I mean, not to distract from the the. It's just a weird call. I don't know. It's, 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 it's the power of Christ compels you. It's probably it's probably it's a meme, right? It's in po- it's in popular culture. I think you don't need to know. Do you think that's enough in popular culture? You don't for need to know where it's audience? from. Well, if you don't if you don't know enough about that, then you're gonna appreciate it's Patty slapping a bitch. It's funny. She's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, and so anyway. so so. Um, Rowan's ghost possesses Kevin. Then he goes back and restarts the machine, um, and beating uh, up some cops in the process. And, and so it's and that's the same the same story beat as um, what's the EPA's guys? Remind me the EPA guy's name. Walter Peck. Walter Peck. Walter it's Peck. Same story beat as him shutting down the containment. All of the ghosts Unit, are free. Yeah. Pandemonium ensues. Um, and then you cats and dogs, and cats and together. dogs living together. And then you're at that, that that turning point. So that's that's 83 minutes in this. So that's the, that's your turning point into your third act. Chaos is yep. chaos is rife, and now we've got to sort yep. it out. Um, and so um, the three, so Abby Holtzman and Patty, Patty were all at the lab, and they all suit up. They're out there. They're going to take care of some business. Um, yeah. Aaron, nowhere. Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Why is Erin nowhere? Why is why is she not? Why? Well, she she goes running off to try and find the mayor, and then yeah, she, um, that's right. She has a funny scene. A funny scene with the mayor where they're, they're dragging her out, and she's hanging onto the table, and she's 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 playing a crazy person. They yeah. they, they they ring it up for a bit of comedy, but narratively speaking, it it makes no. There's no reason that she is not with the others at that point, and it starts to feel weird because the the three yeah. of them. They're not. They're, they're it out. feels like there was a fight scene with the th- with the within the four characters. Exactly. Who and then she's driven away. She's like, I'm not. I'm not doing this crazy shit anymore. I'm, I need to be taken seriously. Yeah. Um, exactly. You know, I can't be hanging around with you crazy folk no more. Uh, and then goes off to walk off in the rain. And then they are like, Well, we're going to hang out and we're going to save the world. Yeah. I guess we're going to do it without you. Well, fine, do it without me. And then. That that's it feels like that scene yeah. is missing. That's exactly that tragic ex- exactly comes. what's missing. That's that's yeah. that all is lost. Yeah, we're, we're not the ghost. Our, I'm not our a characters at our yeah our lowest stake. So I don't even want to be a Ghostbuster. You you bitches are crazy, and she you know, yeah. throws her backpack onto the ground and storms out. That's that yeah. scene is that scene is missing. There is no narrative reason for her to not be with the others. 
there, there's nothing tying it to the tragic floor. She just happens to be at home and not at the lab at the, yeah. at the HQ and then she when ne- she's reading the book. Yeah. And then she needs to be, um, she needs to be like seeing, seeing the girls get absolutely smacked up on screen. And then she realizes that she needs to be where her heart is with the other yeah. girls well, to go back. Well, they, they don't try, they don't try and get to each other either. That's the first thing that they should be trying to do. There's no, yeah. there's no narrative reason for them. They, they are a unit. Yeah. They should be a team. They, they, she should be they, with they the need team. To, they need to form up as a team. Get her, give her a fucking call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe that's, maybe that's the subtitle of the film there, right? Like answer the call. You know, Aaron should have answered the call yeah. and been on, been on the train Is there to any... wherever the girls are. I haven't, I haven't noted it. This her phone, she's not lost her phone or anything, is it? They don't, no. tr- they don't try and reach out to her. They just, it's just a weird, Aaron's not, weird, Aaron's not here. Not I guess, there. yeah, I guess the three of us will go out and sort this, sort this shit out as if we're not a, yeah. as if we're not a, haven't been a, haven't been a team since you know since the first act and the the climax of this film takes place in um uh, not central park in times square or the sony movie version of times square yeah literally pretty much every train in new york goes through fucking times square Uh, i i don't know it's i just feel like they've missed this they make some decisions in this movie and I just wonder what the fuck they were thinking. Something, because something must have been. I think you're right. Something has been in there, and it's been it's been pulled for some reason. It's been left. It's to, been pulled. It's been left on the cutting room floor. Or it was left on the cutting room floor. It doesn't make any sense. Or they thought that that scene with her being with the mayor was enough to explain yeah. why she wasn't there. And it, it just it, it means it, you start you start that third act just just on a really weird on a, on a weird space, and she just turns up. She finds she just finds them at the so they've been um, crushed by a a uh, stay puff. Stay puff, yes, yeah. yeah, with the balloons. Stay puff yeah. comes back and and as a as a balloon and he crushes them all and he squishes them and there's a bit of comedy where you see them all crushed by this balloon and then he pops. Um, and and then that's the the Swiss Army knife she, she was given by Holtzman at the beginning of the film. She, yeah, so the, they they do tie that back narratively where she does. Um, yeah, she uses an object, an object as a th- throwback to earlier in the film where she gets given the Swiss Army knife. Yeah, as a joke. Yeah, as as a joke. Yeah, um, yeah. and th- and th- and then they're together, and then you can swing into you can then they're ready for the final battle. But it's it, yeah, the, the the pacing is the pacing is is all off because you, off. you don't know yeah. why you don't know also, why she's not like, there. You don't know why she's not there. Also, like just that final battle as well. The, the film is not an action movie. And the original wasn't an action movie either. There was no action beats in the original film. Well, not traditional action. This film then descends into full-on Marvel movie action sequence for the final act, for for the climax. It goes into that hole, we're busting ghosts and we're slinging people around and we're being action stars and we're sliding across the ground. It stops short of characters doing backflips. Um, whereas the original film doesn't do that. The action sequence at the end of the first, of the original film is really not an action sequence. They, they light stay puffed on fire. He's burning up the side of the building and then that's kind of the end of it. Like that's the action sequence. There's, I, I having said that, okay, it's I'm going to disagree with you there because I think th- oh, yeah? 34 years ago, if they could have, they would have done an action sequence. You reckon? Yeah, they okay. didn't. They didn't have the. They didn't have the tech for it have at the, the time. Yeah. And all right. Yeah, I I think I think it's a as good a spot as it's as good a spot as any 
for I think for you need sequence. something to you happen need some, You need something there. And yeah, and in, in, in 1982, 83? 83? 83. 83. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they, they build it up with tension and there's this... Um, yeah, the, the, it's, it's the, the tension builds as they are making their way through the through the building. But I think it's it's narratively speaking, it's just as it's just as satisfying to have an action sequence there. Sure, I just feel it's kind of unnecessary. It feel for me that sequence feels tacked on because it happens in a fog. So it's like it, it feels to me like that all happens on a set, which is fine because I mean that whole end sequence just happens on a set. Like no one's shutting down Times Square so they can film Ghostbusters twenty sixteen in it. So, but it it feels it feels super contained I, and it's. I feel like it was inserted. Like I know they did reshoots on this. I know that they got to that end sequence, and there's a there's a dance sequence, um, a la uh, Thriller, but it's not Thriller that they've cut out that you see in the theatrical release play over the trailer. Oh, sorry, play over the end credits. Um, I I'm fairly certain that the test the, the when they previewed this, the test audiences, they were like, oh, it needs an action sequence, and then Sony went back and shot an action sequence that they inserted into the last act. Yeah, I, I that's how that. it feels to me. If they do, I, I believe that's what happens. If, if I think I'd say my biggest issue with it is how quickly they go from barely being able to fire these fucking guns to suddenly being to suddenly like this, being sharpshooters. Like yeah, and it, sorry, it was, I, we said it was eighty two, eighty three. It's eighty four that the original Ghostbusters came out, but in the original Ghostbusters, they had that montage where they go around busting ghosts, where, where you see them learning yes. to become Ghostbusters in the montage. And in this, they don't have that. They, they bust one ghost that we see, and we never see them do anything else. Yeah, so you're quite right. When, that's and, the, and, only, that's the only ghost they, they bust in the entire movie until, the, yeah. until that... Until, until right that, at the end. Until that action sequence. You are yeah. quite and right. And then suddenly... They are Navy SEALs. I, I just don't know. <laughs> I, I just don't know. You've got Holtzman licking guns at one point, um, and they've got all these cool new ghost-busting tools, which are great. I love all of them. They're fantastic. The Ghost Shredder is my particular favorite. Yeah. Um, but it's just weird that they do that. It, like, when did they... Because every sequence they show with them using the kit up until that point where they're in the back alley and they're blowing up that poor guy from Deadpool's um, uh, scooter moped they're they're absolutely useless at it and then suddenly yeah yeah suddenly they're marvel action stars i don't have a huge problem with it because it's it's, it's <laughs> i don't know it's the movies it's who cares sure but at least stick to your own rules if you're gonna make up some shit like uh, it just reminds me of, of of something um uh it's i forget his name his, his name's max and he's a he's a garbage person uh, max landis and he's the son of john landis um, and Max Landis is, um, he's a filmmaker, writer in his own right, uh, but he's a garbage person. And John Landis is, is a great filmmaker. He's responsible for the Blues Brothers. And he has this, he has this YouTube video on the death of Superman and how it broke comics. And it's, it's worth watching. Um, but he, there's a line in it that he says he gets from his father. And, and I'm going to butcher it here, but the line is, how do you kill a vampire? John Landis asks Max Landis, how do you kill a vampire? And Max Landis says, oh, well, you put them in the sunlight, you drive a stake through their heart, you uh, douse them in holy water. And John Landis says, no, you kill a vampire however you fucking want to. It's your movie, you set the rules, mm. just follow them after that. This film, I kind of feel like this film missed that lesson. Mm. It doesn't follow the rules, it doesn't follow its own rules. 
and then it wants us to buy into it later i like i don't know it just feels really sloppy Mm. and that's not the actress's fault yeah that's the writer filmmaker fault yeah Um, so yeah i'd say yeah lazy just a little just a little bit of lazy just just failing to to connect connect a lot of these dots um and whether that happened in the whether that happened on paper or on in the cutting room on set hard to say i don't know hard to say i don't know this is tough. And as I've said, I mean, you were talking about what's, you know, what's dissatisfying about the ending. For, I mean, for me, it's the fact that, and again, this is the same as the original. There is, there is nothing that ties to their, ties to Erin's narrative flaw about, about the ending. She just dives in to save her buddy. She dives into the hole. and It's, it's almost like if you're going to fix this, like, okay, a casting aside. Okay, so if you're going to fix this in the script, you, you go back and you make that narrative flaw like a real Achilles tendon, right? A real Achilles heel. Yeah. And so throughout the film, she is... Comp- and this is this is back to the future stuff, right? Marty McFly is a chicken. You can't... If you call him a chicken, he's going to do whatever it is you, you don't want him to do. Yep. He's going to... He's going to he's going to shoot the guy. He's going to race the car. He's going to do the thing. If you call him chicken, that's, that's the go word yep. for him. And then the final act, the final thing that makes all of Back to the Future 3 so satisfying is he learns his lesson. And, and he's called chicken and he throws it in reverse and he doesn't have the car accident that ruins his future. And that's what you need here. You need, a, you need that scene where, like, I don't believe you, you're a fraud. And um, four times out of five, she, she, she does the thing. She backtracks. She sells her friends. Um, she, but in that fifth hmm. time, she needs to go, I don't care what you think. Yeah. Um, and it, I'm, I'm, I know what I think. And it's, and it's interesting that that one in Back to the Future is really, really interesting because because it is it's a lack of action it's it's a lack of action which should be yeah. narratively a downer yeah but it's Narr- so satisfying. narratively it's much more satisfying for him to take the yeah. action even though yeah. it usually results in bad outcomes so it's to race flee <laughs> yeah it's a it's a it's a really it's it's really sad that's it's just it's surprising that it's satisfying and i can see why it took them three yeah. movies to, to pull the trigger on it but it shouldn't yeah. be satisfying because as a viewer, you want your protagonist to take action. You you don't want them to chicken out. To chicken out. Literally chicken out. But it's only it's only because yeah. you've because you've watched those three movies and you've you've uh you've, ex- you've experienced so many times. That, that yeah. mistake so many times. And yeah. you, you get it and and you and because you think, oh, this it's gonna be a right for him now. Yeah, because but as the audience member, you one, they didn't hammer that home quite enough with Kirst- with the Kirsten Wig character. No. They didn't they didn't hammer it in. And it's only because we've talked about it and we've got a little bit of perspective on it to go, okay, well that's the flaw. Um and they don't hammer it and then they don't pay it off. And it's just frustrating because we're talking about it now. And the frustrating part is like it was there, but they didn't they didn't and, capitalize on and it. And in fact it's only mentioned again in a post credit sequence. They they yeah. they refer back to their main protagonist tragic floor <laughs> after the credits it is literally an yep. afterthought yeah that that there, there are lights so there are there are, someone's someone's lit up so the the you know the officially they still can't be recognized but someone has arranged a message in the lights on a building in new york yeah thank you ghostbusters um yeah and and i think they say i wrote it down maybe it's not terrible for people to know what we do um and it's and and that's the 
yeah, that's her reaching that realization. That's the everything. It's going to be okay in a post-credit sequence. In a post-credit sequence. When, so when most people may have gone. So home. anybody who has anybody who has gotten up <laughs> and walked out as soon as the director's name came up, they think if we're gonna if we're gonna do what happens next, what happens tomorrow, what happens tomorrow yep. for Kristen Vig is she she goes she has the same problem. She's still she's still yeah. shy. She's still embarrassed and ashamed. Of this thing someone at the deli calls her out for for something and she completely folds like a cheap suit yeah and and that's that's a shame yeah 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 okay so what are we what are we calling this have you anything else you want to anything else you want to say about the movie um it's certainly not as terrible as people people were making it out to be i mean i've i, I said this at the top of the podcast off air but I think we've watched worse films oh <laughs> most definitely podcast. i and en- I, en- I enjoyed it i thought it it does what it's because this was your first this is the first time you've first seen time it, I've right? watched it and it, it does wow. it does what it's trying to do it's a it's a funny yeah. movie it is funny i i i i went into what when i when it came out in 2016 i went and saw it um and i i was one of the few one of the few men in the audience at the time it was it really? was a very it was a very underpopulated cinema the day i went and saw it um and there were a lot of young women watching this film and i was more interested in their reactions than i was in in how i was reacting to the film and they seemed to be enjoying it and i came away from this film watching it then thinking to myself this probably isn't a movie made for me this is a movie made for someone that isn't me mm. and that's fine if i want a movie made for me i'll go and watch the first one then that's fine yeah i i i struggle and I, i've got to admit i had to force myself to watch this film again for this podcast i i was not keen on watching it again and i watched it and i i, I wanted to dislike it but i i enjoyed it <laughs> there's there's elements to it I wish I was in the room when they were, when they were making it because I would have loved to have just changed a few things. Like there's a couple of moments where there's, there's a moment where it's trying to be spooky and I was just like, just run with the spookiness. If you want it to be spooky, be spooky. Like there's a moment where one of them says, oh, we can see the eyes and then the ghost appears and it's the electrocuted ghost and it's in the subway. It's mm. we're getting introduced to Patty. Um, and that, that, that graffiti artist is making the logo and i'm like I, I don't really think we needed a scene where they're showing us how the logo was being made um and but the i would have thought it was fun like if you had seen two red dots in the in the subway in the distance and you could have just thought they were like red led lights on an exit sign or something but then they turn out they they move out to become this ghost like there's moments like you could have just been a little bit scarier with it like it just felt so try hard the entire time I struggle. I struggle with this film, but yeah, you're right. It does everything it sets out to do. It's not terrible, hmm. and at moments, it's it's actually laugh out loud funny. Yeah, absolutely. Few and far between. I agree. I don't it's, even think. Yeah. I don't even think that that few. It's. it's I mean, it's I was funny. enjoying the, the it. Comedies. Comedies is, is is one of the strengths of the movie. Everything else. Yeah. Everything else struggles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think. I think this is one of those films that if they had if they had spent a little bit more time on the story and the script and the structure of the film and a little less time maybe dealing with the controversy that came with remaking ghostbusters i feel this film could have this film could maybe not rivaled the original but 
could have stood on its own two legs and i think that's really the main problem with this film is it spends too much time pandering to the original and not enough time being its own thing and that's the the ultimate okay. flaw with this film so what are we calling it yeah. i don't want to say verging on greatness i don't think it is i think it's going to fade away into obscurity there's a new one there's a there's a, a fourth ghostbusters film coming which is a direct sequel to the last two coming out it was meant to come out this year but it's going to be pushed back to next year i think because of covid right i don't know i i, I think this is wallowing in mediocrity but i don't think it's the fault of the of the people in the film i think there's a fundamental fault in the script that that keeps it from being great yeah agreed yeah yeah it's, agreed. it's, it's definitely wallowing but in, in some degree it's uh, you know it's it, do, it gets so many things right and it's it's a it does it's, it's really uh you know it's, it's a good choice for this podcast it's the kind of movie that we're uh that we um that we made this podcast for yeah just a final note you you asked earlier if there's anything else i wanted to touch on the soundtrack i wanted to touch on the soundtrack the soundtrack consists of a bunch of covers of the ghostbusters song <laughs> almost exclusively yeah <laughs> and that's it's, true it's bonkers yeah why do you need seven covers of Ray Parker, Ray Parker Jr.'s Ghostbusters song, which is in itself an, an aping of a, a Huey Lewis in the News song, I Want a New Drug. So, oh, yeah, they really, just, they really hammer what it. What the hell, film? Yeah, they, 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 they lay on, really they lay on the, yeah, they lay on the, the references pretty thick. They're mostly pretty good. Um, yeah, it's, it's on the heavy side, definitely, from the, from the song to the you know the, the callbacks who you're going to call that sort of thing to the yeah the logo the and, and obviously yeah. the, and obviously the cameos and and the hearse and um they they flip the they flip the script on the 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 hook the the firehouse yeah, the and now it's a, a it's a chinese takeout like um or they go and see the firehouse originally but they can't afford it um and then they end up going somewhere else uh there's, none of uh, it's none of it's terrible it's just no. just a, it's just a little thick and i think you're, you're you're right with the addition of the uh the soundtrack um yeah yeah go if you'd spent just a little less time trying to pay homage to the first one to the original and a little more time doing your own thing coming up with your own stuff not casting ozzy osbourne um and uh maybe rethinking that script a little bit i think this could have been this could have been something really special and i think they're just and they're really really sure uh it was going to have a sequel because they 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 put a, a a stinger at the end about you know hey guys who's zool um i don't know it's just just frustrating okay it could have been something so much better we should wrap up anyway Wrap it We're up. We're gone over Wrap time. Um, thank <laughs> well you. over time. Thank you for listening, everyone. Hey, if you uh, uh, if you like this podcast, why not why not share it with someone? If you if you got someone who's into yeah, movies, right. Who is um, you know into understanding how how they work, how scripts work, um, how they fit together, and just likes kind of kind of picking stuff apart and trying to understand what what works and doesn't in a movie constructively um, picking things apart i it, mean we just don't want to dunk on films but yeah. chuck a chuck yeah chuck the podcast chuck it their way chuck them a link um give us a yeah, give, like us, and subscribe, give us a yeah. like give us a subscribe and um 
uh, we would like that very much. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you, Mike. See you next time, Craig. Bye, everyone. <laughs>